Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Hey, Alan, how are you? Lovely to talk to you, Brian. Um, it's been a fantastic uh, last number of days for you. What's been happening? Yeah, we were up at the Imro Live Music Venue of the Year Awards last uh, Tuesday in the Sugar Club in Dublin. Uh, we were very lucky to be nominated in for two uh, uh, awards: uh, the Small Music Festival of the Year and also the Tech Crew of the Year. We had been nominated for the festival before in 2018 and we had won it, but we'd never been nominated for the Tech Crew of the Year. So that was a very exciting one to be in with. And yeah, we were lucky enough to end up winning the two awards, which was great. Now, the prestige that goes with these Imro Awards is well worth mentioning. I mean, this is the mecca, really, for anybody involved in entertainment and for that matter in radio as well. The Imro Radio Awards are huge, too. So, I mean, th- th- these are really important awards to try and get your hands on. Yeah, well, I mean, they're the only um, awards in our industry, um, so they're the they're they really are like the national level that we aim at every year. You know, we try to get nominated every year. That's even an achievement in itself. Like we're up against the likes of other voices, Electric Picnic, the Three Arena, uh, the Olympia, you know, Vicar Street. We were up against all of those for the tech crew and and also for the festival. So you're in very um, prestigious kind of company uh, when you're up there so yeah. it's uh, a big deal to even be up there and to even get nominated so yeah I'm fascinated by Lantern and, and what you've achieved with this Brian because we've come out of three of the darkest years in the history of the state and you've come back even stronger than ever before but prior to that innovation is very much part of what you've done and I, I, I mean I have to talk about uh, the Spiegel tent in particular because I'd never seen a Spiegel tent anywhere in Ireland till you brought one here to the Keyfront. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, we needed a venue because in 2012, which is the first year that we started, uh, we really wanted to bring new acts into the town at the time of the festival, uh, of the Opera Festival. Uh, but every venue was in use already by the Fringe and you know by the festival because they're both you know, very vibrant festivals in themselves. So we needed a new venue. We could have used a marquee or something like that but we felt it needed a a bit of difference and a bit of uniqueness so we came across uh, a thing called the Spiegel Tent I didn't know what they were either uh, the first time I saw one was in Cheltenham over at the book festival went over to have a look and I just walked into it and said this is what yeah. we should do this is what we need and that was the Salon Purdue uh, Spiegel Tent and We've increased it every year. So this year, it's the Fortuna Spiegel Tent, which is actually the biggest in the world. Um, it's twice as big as the one we had when we started. So we've increased every year as the audience has increased. With so us. the one coming for festival this year is going to be the biggest ever? It's the biggest in the world, yeah. yeah it's, how many will it hold? It'll hold uh, a thousand people at a show. Wow. Yeah, so it's a bigger... Uh, what do you like about most about the whole ambience of the Spiegel Tent, Brian? Because it, 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 I've been in a few different productions there, from drama to music. It, it kind of, it's able to mould into whatever form of theatre is in there, isn't it? Yeah, the two things I like about it the most, when you see it on the outside, it looks quite drab. It's not, it's not very ornate on the outside. Mm. So it just looks like um, something made out of wooden canvas, but you don't really get a sense of what's inside until you walk into it. So I, I think your expectations are a little bit lower and then you walk in and it's all of the velvet and all of the, all of the stained glass windows and all of the opulence that's inside it. Mm. So I think that's, particularly if when we have we will get um, a lot of visitors from overseas that haven't ever been in it and uh, they get a surprise when they walk in yeah. but also it's a s- circular venue which is unusual 
Now, the reason for that is that the original ones, when they were made 100 years ago, they all had a carousel in the centre of them. So it was made to actually look at the middle of the tent, not at the stage. So everything is on a curve. Yeah. And what happens then is, as you're looking at the stage, at the act, you're also looking at, at uh, the audience as well. So it's more of an uh, immersive uh, experience that you're not having an experience on your own. You're having that experience with the audience that are also like around you. And that's, I yeah. think, is the key to the whole thing with the Spiegel Tent, that it's not only the show on the stage, it's everything else that's happening you know, around you. Because everyone, everyone else in, in the Spiegel Tent, as you're there, um, they're also fans of the band or of the comedian or whoever it is on the stage. Yeah. And... So you have you have more of a joint experience together, and I think yeah. that's the key to it. You know me for looking for the old uh, scoop. Any anything in in the lineup for this year's Spiegel Tent already? I know we're only into the month of uh, March. Yeah, well, we have the um, the Water Boys are coming, which uh, they've I've been asking them since oh twelve when we started, and uh, eventually got them. So Mike Scott, was, yeah, Mike yeah. Scott. I mean, Brilliant. I I've been a massive fan of the Water Boys. Same here. <clears throat> um, I had him do a show for us up in Leopardstown a number of years ago yeah. and he's every bit as you'd expect it to be I mean he's a rock star but he's he's a yeah. amazing back catalogue and the musicians that he has in the band I think he's had a hundred musicians over the years in In The Water Boys but they're all unbelievable in their own right so a uh, hundred musicians yeah, yeah. so Who else? it's a anything, real experience anything else on the agenda at the moment I have we have about 70% of it booked okay. but I'm not allowed to tell you any well, of it that's fair yes, enough but I will but, but uh, yeah, we can look back at some of the big ones Bob Geldof Robert Plant I mean mm. down through the years who were the ones that um, really kind of you said to yourself well this is fantastic that we have them here and what were they like what was Geldof like to deal with uh, he was utter, utterly charismatic was he say. really utterly yeah. charismatic and, and Robert yeah. Plant um, well Robert Plan to mean when he walked into the venue, like you, like I don't get very, you know, starstruck because you can't because you're in the business, so like you can't be. But you did on this occasion. Like but I mean, he's an all-time legend, and and uh, yeah. he's again very very charming. Had uh, you know, word for everybody, all of my tech crew guys and all of the front of house people. Like he's not anyway like aloof or anything like that and he and, he, and, and he absolutely loved it and at the end of the yeah. show in, in the green room afterwards he asked if he could come back yeah. and I, I said maybe yeah There's cut and thrust in this Brian do you focus mainly now just in the Wexford district and surrounding areas or have you branched out with Lantern or you now gone national as well uh, We run all the entertainment in uh, Leopardstown Racecourse so we do maybe 20 shows up there uh, over the years so we do big s summer shows but also all of their big race meetings, we do the entertainment of that uh, as yeah. well. Apart from that, we concentrate on Mexford. To be honest, the audience is so good down here that we can keep adding, say it likes a park live, is it 3,000? Uh, and these whistling donkeys that everyone's talking about. I, yeah. I chatted to them, they sound absolutely brilliant. It's almost gone. It's almost, I, think, I think we've 200 tickets left. Uh, it only went on sale last week. Extraordinary business, really. Um also, um, um, Gavin James is coming as well, and we have two other acts that we'll be announcing hopefully next week. Yeah. But it's uh, there's it's the only venue that size in the in the region. The this is Minrain Park, yeah. In Minrain Park, in the open it holds three thousand people in the open. Um, mm. Lovely venue. We we uh, we used it last year with the Cronas and um, with the two Johnnies and the stunning. Uh, so we had a great start to it last year. Should be bigger again this year, but. 
it's the only venue that size in the southeast, which is a testament to the audience we have down here. So while we could probably go national, there's no real need to because we can keep doing the gigs that we really want. And to you're do happy here on your own doorstep, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they're our audience. So let's say round off as we started. Then uh, shortlisted, compiled by over nineteen thousand Imro members, the Small Music Festival of the Year Award for the second time. You previously won it in two thousand eighteen. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And the second award for Tech Crew of the Year. It's a fitting kind of acknowledgement of what you've done, but I sense from you, Brian, you've 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 got ultimate acts you'd like to get here. Who, who would you would you like to get the gig to fill uh, Chadwick's Wexford Park? Um, honestly, if 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 there was one gig I could pick of anything, yeah, and I mean of absolutely anything, it would be Nick Cave in the Spiegel Tent. Really, <clears throat> Nick Cave, Spiegel if, Tent. Yeah. Why? If that ever if that ever happened, I would just give up. That Wh- would be the end. Why? <laughs> Well, I'm a massive fan, but he's an amazing musician, amazing back catalogue of songs, but he's led a very, very interesting life as well. N- not all good, you know, he's had, a lot of, he's had a lot of heartache in his life as well, and he's just a very enigmatic character, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that Spiegelheim would really, really suit him. I, right. I think it would suit his act and suit the music, and uh, I think that would be the one that I would... Uh, right. Well, the one you brought, and I was I was away at the time, and I couldn't get to see it. Was Jules Holland? Please bring him back again because I'm a massive fan of his. Was that was that night everything like what the hoot nanny would be like? That was Alan. That was the most. That was like a spaceship landed on the key. These guys came out. I mean, they're the most eclectic bunch of musicians. There was twenty one of them on the stage. I still don't know how they all got on. It's not a big stage, as you know. And uh, they were just everything that you'd expect them to be. They were absolutely bonkers, but they were just great, great, great people. Yeah. Congrats to you, Brian. Continued success. Thanks, Alan. And uh, the lantern is well and truly shining, not just flickering. Could I add one thing, Alan? Just, uh, it's um, about our tech crew. They're the guys that are in every morning when there's nobody in the venue. They're the guys that are there when everyone has left. And they don't get noticed very often. But without them, there aren't any shows. And they're the guys that really make it happen. Like, really, really make it happen every night. So, um, based Keen and Derek and the two Joes and everyone else that helps, um, they're, they're the reason that uh, the acts happen. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.